Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hello and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. I'm your host, Patrick, and with me are my cohort, co-host, cousins, the 1994, 1995, and 1997 to my 2016, Justin, Derek, and Tyler. We are recording this podcast on January 4th. 2017, our first episode of 2017. Happy New Year, fellas. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. All right, and uh, Happy New Year from all of us at Husker CuzCast. We hope you all had a very good holidays and hope you made some resolutions. Because given how the Music City Bowl went, my God, does Nebraska need them. Tyler, are you with an agreement with me? It was a brutal game. Um from start to finish, we did not look like we even belonged on the same field as them. Uh, you know, going into the game, I, I had some doubts with Riker Fife in the game and without Westerkamp and Gary, but our defense completely no-showed this week. It, it was one of the worst displays we've seen in a bowl game in some time, and, and our offensive line looked like a JV squad trying to block them out there. It, it, was a, it was a brutal game start to finish. Justin, anything to add? Well, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with everything that Tyler said. But the running game, you know, we had uh, what sixty-one yards, sixty-two rushing, sixty-two. Oh, okay, give 62. us a yard, great. One but yard. <clears throat> so we had like two point two yards uh, per rush in that game. But Ozigbo had a forty-two yard run. If you take that away, we have twenty-seven rushes for nineteen yards, and that's point seven yards a carry. That's an excellent point. That is just, that is crazy. You know, and, and the passing, uh, you know, I understand Riker five that, you know, he, he was plagued by some drop balls by the receivers, but he, it, everything was just brutal. And yeah, Tyler, you're, I think you're right. The, the offensive line had a lot to say about that between the way that they were blocking Riker five was sacked four times. And defensively, we didn't sack Tennessee at all. We could not get a hold of Sloth. Yeah, Sloth got through. Um, Derek, um, I think everyone pretty much is in consensus that the game sucked. Uh, Do you think we need to be more physical? According to the Tom Chattel article, we need to be more physical next year. I think that'll definitely be an advantage. Do you think it's possible? I I don't know. You know, after watching – Ohio State, Iowa, and Tennessee, and see how lackluster these, this team has played. They seem to have troubles getting up in big games. I, I, I don't know. Missed tackling was terrible. There were so many missed tackles in that game. And I got really tired of people bitching about Riker Fife because there's not much you can do when you got a big black guy humping your leg all game long. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that guy was in the backfield every single play. Thanks for the image. I, I, I don't. I, I don't know what else he can do. I mean, I mean, he pretty much tapped out by the end of that game. I, he, you blame him. He quit. I mean, it, it was bad. But 
I, you know, I don't know if I agree. I think this team can get up in big games. I mean, this year wasn't really evident, but we showed up for Wisconsin. I mean, we showed up last year against Michigan State. I mean, we, we've shown up for big games. It's just hard when you're not even close comparable talent-wise. All right, so let me it, ask, yeah, the talent was a big issue here, and you don't think it would have made any difference if, uh, you know, Westy was in there or Tommy Armstrong or Nate Gary. You don't think they would have uh, contributed and maybe uh, had Nebraska play better? I definitely do. I mean, you know, one of the things, and Tommy, we'll talk about his legacy and where he ranks in Husker grades and his career at a later date. But, you know, one of his underrated attributes was avoiding pass rush. And you saw what happened with Riker Five. I mean, Tommy bailed out our offensive line. And, Derek, your boy Kavanaugh, you know, he's got to be looking on the hot seat going into next season. If he's not, I don't understand it because that guy, that, that offensive line's terrible, and and they haven't looked good the last two years. Not, I mean, not that they were all that great in the years past before that either, but they just seem to be going downhill. Tyler, in regards to the talent, though, we do have incoming talent coming into the offensive line. Are, is there anything recruiting wise we need to be looking out for? Well, we, we hope we have incoming talent offensive line. Uh, I mean, this is a big weekend for us. I mean, until signing day, this is the biggest weekend we will have as Husker fans. Um, you know, for offensive line, you mentioned it. We have two big possible commitments. Uh, Foster Sorrell, who is the number two player on 24-7. Um, it's down to us three. It looks like we may be in second or third place there. Um, an offensive tackle from Texas, uh, Chuck Palaji, um, who's top ten offensive tackle. Looks like Michigan's going to get him. Um, Darnay Holmes, one of the best athletes in the country. Uh, yeah, no one really knows where he's going, but um, it's down to us, USC, um, UCLA, and Mich- uh, in Ohio State. Um, a lot of people are saying he is the best athlete from California since Reggie Bush, so he would be a great get if we get him. Wow. Um, yeah. He's on Johnson Seniors, his uh, godfather, so maybe that's been done for a while. <laughs> Um, and the guy that we look like we could get is a wide receiver, uh, Jameer Calvin. He's been tearing it up in the Army um, practices, and he is 35th among wide receivers for 24-7. So, I don't know. could be a big weekend, but uh, I think Husker fans might be disappointed, especially Derek, because he thinks he can't recruit. Of course. Well, that's just Derek, you know. It's his lifeblood to think that. Um, now, as far as the coaching staff is concerned, because – Obviously, there are questions here. Um, do you think that it's too early to put any of them on the hot seat? Or, I mean, can at the very least we say they're on notice? Wh- who do you guys think as far as the coaching staff is, is on notice uh, this year? Go ahead, Justin. So, <clears throat> you know, Derek's been saying all this time, you know, for the past two years, he's not a big fan of Kavanaugh. He's not a big fan of Banker. But it wasn't until this Tennessee game where I kind of thought that Kavanaugh maybe wasn't the right fit. And, you know, we talked about the rushing or the lack of rushing. That was just bad. But on the other hand, you know, all these other recruits that Tyler's been talking about here, they all seem to love Kavanaugh. They're drawn mm-hmm. to Kavanaugh. They they just love him for he's he just has that appeal to these guys. He's a big teddy bear, you know. He <laughs> cooks five hundred pounds of chicken, has great barbecues. So I, I don't know what we're gonna do there, but 
one more year is probably all we can take because that that was just brutal. Uh, Derek, you have anything to add as far as uh, coaches you'd like to see uh, get the can? Yeah, I mean, I think I think at this point you have to start looking at probably both coordinators because offense took a huge step back this year. And, well, I mean, we'll see. Maybe he does better this year, but if he does with his players, with his quarterback, we need to start thinking about maybe a different offensive coordinator. If defense can't get any better in tackling, then I think we need to start looking at a different defensive coordinator. Kavanaugh's, mm-hmm. I think, need to be on a hot seat since day one. Wow. Um, there's something else I'd like to add here, and it's kind of interesting, the comment that Riley made after the game. He basically said it's the end of one thing and the beginning of another. I thought that was an interesting comment. I was wondering if you guys could uh, give some elaboration on that because it sounds like out with the old, in with the new. You think you think Riley's excited to get rid of these you know seniors and get to a new crop? <laughs> I hope so because I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if you look at this roster, I mean, go even going into next year, we have eleven seniors on the roster. I mean. This, this last crew, and, and God bless what they did. They played their hearts out in some games. I didn't say all games, but some sure, games. Sure. But, you know, they played their hearts out. But they, they were still plenty brainwashed. I mean, I don't think they ever completely bought in with what Riley was trying to execute. And I don't think they were capable of doing what Riley and Baker wanted to execute. I, I, I don't think that they fixed the scheme that we want to run. And, and they were really far away from fitting. So... Yeah, I think Riley's kind of excited to get his players in there. Yeah, you said heart. They did give a lot of heart, and a lot of their hearts, unfortunately, were very heavy this year. Uh, Derek, anything to add? You know, I don't know. This this is – until these guys can start doing something, I, I don't know how much you can blame all on talent. I, I do agree with Tyler that maybe the talent doesn't fit the scheme. Uh it could I also hear a be a lot question. of people complain. Of, I hear also, a lot of people complain about the walk-ons, but when, when this has been a program that we have had walk-on rich tradition forever, it could also be a question of want to. I mean, one of the questions you have to ask after that bowl game is whether Nebraska had as much heart in playing that game as they could have had. But uh, I think they did. I think they went out there, tried to play as hard as they could. They just, they just couldn't match. They just were completely outmanned. I mean, come on, guys. At, at what point did you think that it was a lost cause? I, I know I didn't really give up hope, even though I knew that we were just dragging ass and we just, I, I just felt like we were a couple of plays from getting back into the game at every point up until about the, uh, you know, maybe halfway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, but. Up until then, I always felt like we were still in this. I, I felt like, you know, we should be winning, or we should at least be hanging with them. Right? Could be. We could be winning. That was the thing. We watched that game, and and I it, it was the difference of a team gave all they had. And Derek, I know you talked about missed tackles. I didn't think it was missed tackling. They couldn't get near these guys. I rewatched that game. There was about five or six plays where a defensive line collapsed had decent lane containment, and they just got ran around. I mean, it, I think the team gave all they had. I think they were well-prepared. I think Langdorf had a hell of a plan. If we make a couple catches earlier, mm-hmm. maybe it's a different game. I like the play call in that game. I think 
scheme, they did their best to stay in front of players, not to get beat deep because we knew they were a lot faster than us. Yeah, yeah. I, I just at the end of the day, I I think that we were just outgunned this game, and it's, I know that's something the coaching staff's going to try changing. It sounds like a common theme, though, this year with uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda. So hopefully that can get resolved uh, this year. But moving on, uh, we have college playoffs to talk about. More exciting, more uh, relevant games. Uh, we had Alabama versus Washington. Uh, did you, what did you guys think of that game? Uh, Justin, we'll start. Well, I will say that Washington kept it, kept it a lot closer than what I thought they would. And, you know, and maybe it turns out that maybe Lane Kiffin's head wasn't into the game after all. Maybe that's why he got canned by uh, Saban because they didn't beat him, you know, by, you know, five touchdowns like they should have. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that that was that one was interesting. So, so, wait, let's be honest, actually. Neither neither playoff game was interesting. Ooh. Honesty. Tyler. Uh, anything? Oh, Derek, you wanted to? Yeah, go ahead. Well, you know, you talk about that the Alabama game not being interesting. Yeah, it was a fun game to watch for the first half. Second yeah. half, they, they got wore out, and they or whatever, whatever you want to blame it on. But Alabama outmatched them in the second half. Turnovers killed Washington in the second half, and you just can't have that. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I thought the game was interesting to watch at least for a first half. Better than the other game. Would you say, though, that, I mean, as far as Washington, they, they were pretty self-inflicted wounds. I mean, if they hadn't, uh, you know, fumbled it in in uh, Alabama territory, they would have had a shot. I mean, would have made it an interesting game. So, uh, as far as, uh, as, far as uh, Ohio State and Clemson, uh, given that we had that Rose Bowl, and we had uh, Penn State versus USC, and the Nittany Lions showed they belonged, I think. Uh, do you think that that would have been a better game, a more interesting game, if it would have been Clemson versus Penn State rather than Ohio State? Yeah, I you know, I don't know about that. I think hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, Ohio State did not play their best game. They missed some field goals early that would have changed it. There was a couple deep in the territory of – Clemson interception, but I think Clemson is the best team in college football. Um, Derek, I'm calling my shot early. Me and you down for the bull pick them. Going down. <laughs> I got Clemson. Uh, uh, Tyler, you're so do I. I, I flew a two-game lead down the stretch and let Derek back in this thing, but uh, but no, I, I think Clemson is a great team. I think they would, make, they would have made Penn State and USC look that was a hell of a Rose Bowl. Best game I've seen this season, probably. Uh, do you argue that maybe that, um, as far as Ohio State was concerned, uh, do you think that there was a chemistry problem as far as the coaching staff? Because, you know, Tim Beck is on his way to uh, to Texas now. Um, Thank God. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what I said. That's exactly what I said. I was like, all right, good. I mean, Tim Beck is the quarterback killer, isn't he? You know, when he was there with uh, Cardale Jones and Braxton Miller and JT Barrett, that year that he had all three of them to work with, they, he destroyed all their careers. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, good. Maybe he can make Tom Herman look stupid, too, because I don't, I don't like that guy much either. Well, Tom Herman, he went hard. to Austin. He's He got into that 
into those drugs or something down there and to make Tim Beck sound like a good idea. I don't know. I that that could just blow up in his face. It's going to be an interesting experiment. <laughs> what do you think? Where do you think Urban Meyer goes from here, though? This has got to be like this kind of like okay, maybe we have some more concerns on Ohio State than I thought. You know what I mean? I mean that was just a blowout. That was that's very shocking. I thought Ohio State was going to be a lot better than that. Well, I never anticipated a, a shutout. I don't think anyone did. They, Oh my goodness! That I thought Ohio State was going to win the game. I, I had them picked, but you saw my picks; they're not worth a damn anyway. Right, but, right, yeah. But that was, that was depressing. It was a safe pick. I mean, you know, everyone. I think everyone thought that. Uh, it, you know what's sad though? You know the the uh, the big three out of our conference. Yeah, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. They all lost their bowl games. That was depressing. And, and do you guys realize this? You know, where did we go? We went three and seven in the bowl games, and the only three teams that won a game came out of the West. <laughs> Minnesota, Northwestern, Wisconsin, that's it. And all, all the big guys, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, you know, even Iowa, they all choked. It, it, it's, it's been a – yeah, go ahead, Derek. Derek, go ahead. Well, you talk about – you talk, you talk about that, but you also got to remember, like, four out of those ten games, or four or five out of those ten games, were all home games for the other team. I think the, the bowl committee needs to figure that out and get rid of that crap. That's garbage. Well, I th- yeah, I, I agree with you there, but the bowl games have been where they are forever. That's where they are. I mean, that's just part of the being the bowl games. I mean, they're not going to put the Orange Bowl in Omaha or, you know, whatever. No, I, I, I get that, but you don't have to send Florida State against Michigan in that in, into the Orange Bowl. You don't have to have the USC playing a home game against Penn The kids State. want to play in those sites. I mean, the, the reality is the kids don't want to go to Michigan in January. They don't want to go to Nebraska, South Dakota in January. They want to go south. But, but to your point, Derek, I mean, if you look at Nebraska losing to Tennessee, Iowa against Florida, Michigan, Florida State, you know, the, the Penn State USC. I mean, those were all essentially road games that were, you know, with the exception of Iowa, relatively close games, um, and and that could make a difference for his play. But you know, I think a lot of people are overblowing this, saying the Big Ten's garbage. You know, one thing to consider is with the success the Big Ten had this year, there was a lot more high profile profile bowl games. If you look at like New Year's Day um, and New Year's Eve bowls. Big Ten dominated. There were a lot of big-time bulls playing, you know, the top two or three from other conferences. I mean, we got elevated because of bull play this year because of the success of the regular season. I, I, I'm i not going to put a whole lot of stock in the demise of the Big Ten because of bull. Yeah, but wouldn't you argue, though, that, I mean, it's been a common trend with the Big Ten. They've been up and down, and this has certainly been a down year. And obviously the coaching carousel is still going around with the Big Ten, too. Uh, you know, Tracy Clays got fired from Minnesota. Kevin Wilson got fired from Indiana. I mean, there's just been a lot of flux. Do you think that the Big Ten will ever be able to find itself back, you know, in the ranks of the big boys again? Oh, definitely. I mean, it wasn't until this year that we were really back. Maybe the year before, maybe. But for a long time, the Big Ten was considered a 
poor conference. But I, I think they'll be just fine. You think they'll be just fine, but you don't think will they ever get to the get to uh, being considered one of the top conferences? When I'm saying like ACC, I think they're the best conference. I consider them the best conference in college football right now. I think they have passed the SEC. Um, I am not going to put all the stock in the bull season. I, I don't think that is the end-all, be-all. I think they are the best conference in college football. Um, the only conference close is the ACC in my mind. Derek, anything to add? You've been quietly contemplative. Uh, I mean, you don't want to put stock into the bowl season, but I mean, that's what the bowl season's kind of for. That, that's kind of been the reasoning for bowl season to decide who the better conferences were. And, you know, the Big Ten proved themselves in the non-conference, but a lot of those games, it's hard to really judge because it's early in the season. Sure. And the bowl, the bowl season, you know, everybody's got three to four weeks to prepare. And the Big Ten just didn't show up. And I... I think it makes it hard to say that they were the best conference out there if they if they can't win in, in those games. Well, there certainly is some sort of like, I don't know. It, it seems like it's the same old story where the big Midwestern schools or what have you just can't match up with the speedy, you know, SEC or Big 12 or ACC teams. It just, it, it seems like it's the same song and dance over and over again. Yeah, and I just I just want to add one more thing here. The playoff committee they certainly thought that the uh, Big Ten was worthy of at least four of the top eight slots in their rankings. So the playoff committee they they were sold on the Big Ten. Maybe maybe we weren't as great from top to down as some of the other conferences, but we we certainly had some of the bigger hitters uh, for most of the year up until you know the Big Three choked at bowl season. Again, we were debating last. We were debating wow. last week that are bowl games meaningful, and 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 while I do think that definitely plays in a part in the equation, which you know conference is best. You know, I, I going into bowl season, I think a lot of people thought the Big Ten was the best conference, and if you thought that going into bowl season, I don't know how after bowl season you you think, well, shit, the Big Ten is a garbage conference. I, I maybe the the margin isn't as big. Maybe there are or two down um, on a scale of one to ten, but it doesn't go from zero or ten to zero because of the bowl performances. When we were debating whether or not these bowl games were even meaningful. Well, let me ask you this, Tyler: the Big Ten did they didn't show up when they had to? Don't you think that that's important that the Big Ten didn't show up when all eyes were on them? Though, I I would argue that all eyes were on them when. Ohio State went down to Oklahoma and beat them by 30 or 40 points. I would argue that all eyes were on them when LSU played Wisconsin and Lambeau Field. I mean, mm-hmm. this, there was it, this isn't like we were beating up on each other the whole season. There was a lot of non-conference stuff. And that same Oklahoma team ran Auburn off the field yeah. with the second team in the SEC. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to say the Big Ten is no good, well, can't you say the same about the SEC? They got beat bad in a lot of bowl games, with the exception of Tennessee and LSU. I mean, yeah. and Alabama. I mean, they That's did not point. look impressed. I, I just, I think the bowl games they matter. They're part of the equation, but they're not the biggest factor to that. Well, you know, football, Big Ten, debatable, but 
for the time being, especially for a certain team from Lincoln in basketball, uh, things are looking uh, mighty interesting, uh, wouldn't you say, Justin? I haven't been paying attention at all. I, I don't know. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you know what? Hey, I'm I'm proud. I'm I'm happy. Tim Miles seems to have gotten his shit together. You know, he dropped the Twitter, focused on coaching basketball, like what he's supposed to be doing, right. and he pulls out a couple of big wins. Yay! I am completely happy. But let's not get overjoyed. I know you guys are ready to give it to me because I basically said he should be fired after Gardner Webb. So I'll, I'll I'll let you have your. And yet you cannot let him go for that, which I find very distressing. But yeah, um, Tim Miles proved you wrong. So ha ha ha. Uh, you guys have anything to uh, uh, anything to add to that? Well, I think uh, the big thing about it is is I, that those two wins against Indiana and Maryland did not save his job. He's still got some wins ahead of him. He's going to have to get. I think that's yeah. But, I think we can all. Agree but but I do think I do honestly think it's a damn good thing we didn't fire him after Gardner Webb because I don't know that we would have won either one of those games without. Him. That's a good point. It would have been reactionary. I mean, at best. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, anything you, you got any hope for this uh, rest of this uh, basketball season? You know, I do got a lot of hope, but I think the biggest thing that these two last wins prove is that Justin is indeed a dumbass. Oh, <laughs> that's, I, I think that's all in favor of that. I... Um, that. No, but, you know, you look at the schedule for the rest of the year, and, you know, okay, let's throw Gardner-Webb out of the equation. You know, we the games we lost, we lost, Again, Virginia Tech, Clemson, uh, UCLA, Kansas. I mean, we lost against teams that are in top 25. We went on the road against two of arguably the four best teams in the Big Ten and win. If you look at the remaining basketball schedule, the, the next best teams in the conference, Wisconsin and Purdue, um, and Michigan State are the three other big teams in the conference. We get two out of those three at home this year. Yeah, I'm not saying we're going to go on a run and make the tournament, but – if you look back at the last time Nebraska made the tournament, we had a bad non-conference schedule mm-hmm. or non-conference record, and we ended up turning on conference play. With the fact that we've gotten our two toughest road games remaining out of the way with victories, yeah, yeah, you you gotta have a little bit of hope for Nebraska ball this season. I mean, that says everything to me that they were able to eke out two wins on the road back to back. That shows a team with a lot of moxie, a lot of character. Uh, yes, go ahead, Justin. So let me ask you guys this. Uh, what, what, what's it going to take to save Tim Miles' job? A bubble run? You know, at least being mentioned in the, you know, a bubble, being a bubble team, being yeah. over 500. I think he's got to get to the big dance. I really do. I think if he gets, I think if he gets the 16 win. Which I think is about 500. 15 to 16 wins. I think that keeps his job. So he has to be 500. He has to have a winning record. I think that's what he needs to do to have another year. Well, from your uh, from your lips to uh, the corn's ears, uh, best of luck to you, Tim Miles. And uh, best of luck also to the NFL Huskers that are uh, playing in the playoffs uh, this weekend. Uh, Randy Gregory, uh, Malik Collins, uh all of them had stellar, uh, especially Randy Gregory, with this last game. Uh, hopefully that will carry over through to the playoffs. And uh, with that, we are about ready to – Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But wait. 
Randy Gregory is not he is not playing this week, okay? Because they the Cowboys have a bye. So hopefully oh. he's not partying it up with a bong this weekend. That's true. And maybe he can participate in uh, some football games without being high. Oh, that's true. Well, you know, he could always use a corn cob for his bong. I'm sure he probably. Yeah, go ahead, Derek. I think the NFL just needs to get rid of that rule because I think he plays pretty good high. <laughs> <laughs> Grist for the mill for he did. the next episode. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up, I think, for this episode of the CuzCast. Uh, you can interact with us on Facebook and Twitter. And don't forget to follow us on Podbean. Uh, we are also available on iTunes. So don't forget to like us and write a review because, yes, we like to be noticed. And uh, be as honest as you want. You know, Tyler's awesome. Uh, Justin's a dickhead. Uh, Derek's, <laughs> Derek's, Derek's incredible. And I'm sure, you know, Patrick has his, uh, you know, He's long-windedness, uh, gives plenty of carbon dioxide to the plants, so he's got a purpose there. Uh, next week, we are having our 2016 retrospective with the top sports stories of the year. And uh, big guess what uh, Derek's will be. <laughs> oh, cubbies. Uh, until then, hope 2017 treats you well and always and ever after. Go!